Welcome to One Dive at a Time, the official podcast of Neptune Warrior. Healing heroes, one, one dive, dive at, a at a time. Hey, this is Rob. I am the founder and the director of Neptune Warrior. This is our podcast, One Dive at a Time. Hey, you've heard me say it before. If you've been out on the dive site, you've probably seen some of the pictures we post up on Instagram and on Facebook. And one of the things I say quite often is iron sharpens iron. And that is probably one of my favorite sayings. I remember seeing that and really for the first time recognized it when I was in boot camp. And it was on the wall of one of our bays in our barracks. And ever since then, that has just been kind of a, I think, really kind of a central theme for me. And in the episode today, you're going to hear four guys talking about, in, in some ways, how we do sharpen each other, what our own paths through diving has been, and comparing equipment. It's just It was just a non-scripted, hey, let's turn on the recorder and talk about diving. Some things that we do a little differently in Neptune and some things I do in my private practice uh, is is reflective in that conversation. So as a matter, you know, one of the things that I am getting away from, and that is in my private practice, stocking a lot of BCDs. Because what I'm finding is that the back plate is such a better option. For, for one, from a an inventory aspect, I don't have to stock multiple sizes of BCDs and multiples of those multiples. So I don't have to keep five mediums and five larges and six extra larges and try to guess what somebody's going to be in. What we are doing going forward is we're just putting them into a backplate system. And that backplate has been, it's weird. The backplate has been kind of set out there as an icon that is, is out of reach. And when you think about the history of diving, Historically, we started in backplates or something very similar to that. So you're going to hear talk about equipment. You're going to hear talk about training. You're going to hear talk about philosophy and concept and, and what we enjoy about the Neptune environment. It was just an opportunity to open up with these guys. It, all, it, it actually all started out in Jason's Jeep. We were having a conversation about, I think, about camera gear. The map pulled up. And we were meeting for our Sunday morning dive practice. And one of the things I did with this Sunday is I've really focused it on just our guys that were in that pseudo tech wreck. I don't even like calling it tech wreck. It's diving. It's just that we're using different concepts. So Jason is big into side mount using, you know, uh, you know, dual tanks on a, on a side mount. Whereas, Matt is into more of the vintage gear, although he was diving backplate and trying to get his backplate set up. And Ivan was working with his backplate set up, and I've got one, you know, my my Franken plate that I call it because it's got about five or six different uh, pieces of gear on it from manufacturers. And we we're talking about the do it right concept and and Hogarthian and and G, uh, GUE and and all like that. And we we thought, you know, we, we're kind of developing our own our own thing here. So. We we did our practice and and worked out with each other you know worked out with each other worked through some different scenarios and then 
uh, brought it back over here to the house, had some sandwiches, got some good old Jimmy John's and sat down and decided to have a conversation. By the way, you can be part of that conversation if you call in at 208-450-5271. We'd love to hear your comments or your questions or any thoughts that you might have. We would love to get you onto the show and, and, and play your voice message. So make sure that you do that. By the way, when you hear this, there's a very good chance that I'm in Roatan by this point. So I will be dropping some interviews from Roatan, but when this one airs, I finally get to go take a trip that I, that it, it's the, the focus is on just enjoying it. Yes, there's going to be some teaching. There's going to be some instructing that goes along with that. You know, I've, I've obviously got those things, but man, I have not been someplace in a really long time where I get to just focus on diving. And obviously I've got to take care of, you know, some folks and, and, and look after them, but I've actually been told, Hey, we're going to do some dives where you're not a dive instructor. And so I'm looking forward to that. Obviously it's kind of hard to break out of that, that mindset, but I'm going to do absolutely the best that I can, but I'm going down with some very, very dear friends and, and really looking forward to this. The other thing we've got coming up on April 16th is the ride for 22. So those folks were super supportive of us a few years ago and got us $10,000 to help make Neptune more accessible, more and more adaptive. So we were able to go out and, and get some equipment, get a little bit of training, and then also get some scholarships for some folks that really, really desperately needed some, some diving so that they could be more accessible to other things. And then on top of that, they were able to get us $5,000 for our women's program. And through that, we exponentially grew our women's program. We went from probably about 10%, 10 to 20% of our uh, population of divers being female to where we're about 55 or 60% of female divers especially in our breathe program. And so very exciting, very thankful for what ride for 22 was able to do for us. But anyway, April 16th, that's going to be in Meridian, Idaho. You can check them out on Facebook as well as Instagram ride for 22. Hey, I want to get into this conversation again. It was just, it was an opportunity to drop a mic on the middle of the table and have a conversation. It, as you know, I don't do high tech stuff. Yes, you're going to hear things like dogs barking and, and Jimmy John's rappers rattling and things like that, but that's just the way we roll. So let's go ahead and get started with that interview. Jason, Matt, and Ivan, all of us are either doing backplate or side mount, something that is really not what a lot of people see as regular diving, like with diving with um, you know just regular BCDs and things like that. I think all of us have try to take diving to a different level. I think we've all made investments of time and obviously a lot of money in some cases, <laughs> except Matt. Matt gets all these really great deals on, uh, on dive gear. Yeah, hey, I got this regulator, you know, this double hose vintage for like $7 or somebody gave it to me and paid me to take it away. But anyway, we're having a really good conversation in the Jeep and we've all had good conversations about this kind of stuff. And so setting a impromptu recording up uh, to put this on a, on a podcast. And I, I guess I'll just kind of pick up the conversation for where we're at this morning. You know, the, the main thing we got together to do this morning was to sit down, or not to sit down, but to dive and really improve on on the discipline. For me, I'm fixing to make a trip with Jason down to Roatan 
And I wasn't going to dive today. I was really glad I did because I found five things on my gear setup that I wanted to change. I've gone from using a stiletto, BCD. This is the first time I'm using a backplate that's not a set of doubles. It's set up as a single tank. And found five things that in Roatan would have been five things I would have had to correct. And so, again, that just kind of prompted a little bit of a conversation. So, um, kind of where, where are you guys at in, in your journey on on diving and what are you learning and and why is the Sunday morning practices practice time so interesting? Um, I'm currently getting into more technical diving. Uh, that's why I decided to go with a side mount rig. Um, but as you were talking about, the, the difference is like shying away from the conventional jacket style BCD. I found that... Uh, you know, a jacket style BCD is great if you want something out of the box to get the job done. But if you really want to dial it in, you have to move weight around, you have to make adjustments, you have to buy crotch straps, you have to so on and so forth. And then go into the side mount, uh, which I originally did because I'm a gas hog. I found that um, it's a lot, you, you do a little more, I don't know, I don't, I don't know how to explain it. It's, it's, you don't have to do as much with it to make it what you want. Right? It just kind of is what it is, and it's designed to, to be what you need right out of the box. So, I think that's one of the places that, or one of the areas that kind of separates what we're doing versus other divers. And Dave Hall, who is a, a Nowy and a Patty instructor, kind of noticed that the other night. In fact, I made it a point to show Dave, point around on our, on our Friday swim around where we had people in full face mask, we had side mount, we had back plates, we had people diving with pony rigs we had people who were doing in fact ivan was swimming around with his all of his gear off just kind of teetering it on a on, a, on the edge of your hand or something yeah yeah i just was uh in, enjoying uh feeling nothing on my back i mean i was trying to also put it in positions where i could kind of pretend that i had a side mount and just feel the freedom of it before actually doing a side mount and also just putting it in different positions and trying to put it back on comfortably under the water and uh, doing different things with it. Um, that's what I like most about my setup is it's just so easy to handle underwater. It has minimal stuff, um, just what I need, no more, um, no less. And uh, it fits really well. And unlike the old jacket BCDs that I used to have, I don't keep it tight at all. It's actually quite loose and um, like today I was swimming most of the time around without my uh, waist belt at all or the chest strap just just the shoulder straps just to see how that would do too right just to feel it how, how it's moving against my body as I'm moving around so what are some things that you're doing with your setup I and mean, what how, how do you have your setup right now Mine is a pretty standard setup. It uh, has large weight pockets on the side. Um, I need to make some adjustments for the SMB uh, with the uh, bungee cord on the side that I, I want to do. Um, it still has a few more things than I need, uh, like the upper four D-rings. I'd like to reduce that down to two. But the harness is was kind of made for the four, but it's just... There's really no practical reason for that many attachment points up there. Now you're using the Hollis. The the Elite Two uh, harness with the uh, the thirty 
uh, eight pound wing okay. uh, Hollis, and which is plenty of lift for anything I've done so far. Yeah. Um, the, I've, I've loaded the pockets up, which is supposed to be the max with about 20 pounds, and uh, all my dry suit gear and stuff in Washington and handles handles really really nice. There's still a few uh, minor tweaks and changes that I'm gonna do to it, uh, like the crotch strap and stuff. I've, I've left it intentionally long. And I've left my shoulder straps also intentionally long for probably too long now, just because I never was unsure if I wanted to adjust or not. But it's been a really good uh, setup. Yeah, and I enjoy it a lot. What do you have for your backplate? Oh, it's a Hollis backplate. Is as it well. stainless or? It, it's a stainless. It's about five, just under five pounds, which is just perfect for the three mil today and uh, my 3,000 uh, pound aluminum tank so it's nice not needing any weights at all additional. Yeah. What uh, I think one of the things I like about the steel backplate is I don't feel like I have to take so many weights with me when I go. That's been that's been really nice even though we're diving up here in colder waters and mm -hmm. thicker suits and things like that. Um, we'll talk about vintage gear here in a little bit but what what kind of wing and, and plate are you, system are you diving? So I just switched today to going, um, <clears throat> getting a little bit more of the DIR Garthian style back plate and wing. Um, I've always had just kind of a, a mix. I'm not, I'm not intending to go with a full particular style or anything. I, I just kind of doing what, what seems to work best and what just a little bit different direction. Uh, I started out with, you know, like everybody else, starting out with a full BCD in the front and the back and the things, and it just the bulk, and it wasn't very long uh, before I realized renting sucks. This is something that I'm going to do, and I need to, to make some adjustments, and uh, a lot of the guys at Neptune were saying, hey, Ranger's a great way to go. So I picked up a Ranger and started diving a Ranger, and I've been diving that for years now, and I've really liked it a lot. You have a, it's kind of the hybrid with the wings. It does have a wing on the back, but you have fair amount of bulk with all the straps and the pocket and all of you know, the cummerbund and everything with all of that. But the wing is a huge horseshoe and I have one that has only a single side dump on it and it's just if you roll the wrong direction narrow shifts weird in it and you can't really dump it and just some factors I didn't really like. Mm -hmm. And I started diving uh, with John's um, Halcyon one time we were, we were doing a dive and said hey try this out and Dove that and said, "Oh man, I, I don't. <laughs> I'm never going to be satisfied with a Ranger ever again." After doing, uh, you know, spending some time in a backplate and wing, and looked around, um, I am the look for the best deal guy, <laughs> and yeah. so found my found the setup that I wanted, um, got the pieces and parts, and ended up with a stainless backplate. I think I'm going to do a custom one pretty soon here with Jason. We're going to look at building some custom length backplates for. It's taller people. Tall people. Um, but doing that, and then I found a great, um, found a great uh, wing that I, I like a lot. Just a little thirty-pound lift, but it's super, super compact, super tight. Um, I just like the way that it, that it travels. And then ended up doing a, a modified um, DIR setup. I added some extra D-ring so I can go side mount um, and just play with that a little bit as well. And so I think it's all a progression, you know. And it's it's not a progression necessarily with the, the do it right thing or the um, Hagarthian method is almost a religion of diving yeah. and that I wanted to want to avoid but what I love is the progression of hey I'm doing this and I want to be able to add this or I want to be able to tweak this or I want to be able to adjust this and my goal isn't to match up to someone else's style or mindset I want to get in the water see what feels right see what feels good 
and then adapt my gear to, to that. And so that's a, that's a progression. And today was a big jump in, in that progression. I identified a few things to make some changes on. Had a new piece of gear that was flawed. <laughs> Pulled that off quick. Uh, just, a, just a fun time diving, but it's, uh, it's all an adventure. I think that's, that's been the fun thing is just swapping out and finding what works for you. You know, you may, you may see it somewhere else and you try it, it doesn't work. I know that today, you know, I found a lot of things that just weren't working for me. I like the fact that what we're doing doesn't seem out of reach. It's more, I think it's more grassroots in, in many ways. I know that as an instructor, one of the things that I'm doing going forward or have been doing is I've been having all of my students, when I teach private lessons or if it's our vets coming in on GI Bill, they get their gear as part of that, you know, the, you know as part of the lessons. Mm -hmm. what it, where it's helped me out as an instructor is I no longer have to carry five medium BCDs, five large BCDs, three extra large, and try to have this large inventory. And we get them started out on backplate right away, mm -hmm. you know, going forward. And I think you or Jason had talked about that, you know, it seems like backplate is like a progression thing mm -hmm. or you're kind of an elitist and I don't think we carry that, you know, and I know there's organizations out there and they, they teach some really great things. You know, you look at the stuff from GUI and, 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 or G, GUE who, you know, it's, it's very much very militaristic. This is, everybody has to be the same. And I get that. I think for us, it was kind of cool to sit around this morning as we're getting ready and you're showing Ivan how you have a setup and I'm showing off how my setup is and, uh, you know, obviously Jason's kind of like, he's out there diving double or, uh, do, uh, you know, side mount, double side mount and everything else. But I don't know. I think one of you guys had mentioned that it's not really, it's, it's not out of reach and it's not an elitism, but it is the difference between a diver and someone who occasionally dives. Yeah. Just, yeah. So not even like that kind of to go back to Matt, the Ranger versus the harness setup. Um, you know, some of us guys, I'm, I'm six, six, five and 260 pounds and an odd body shape. Right. So getting a BC, a jacket style BC that really fits right. Not so easy, but you get into a harness and it's nothing. Right. You just, you make a few length adjustments and it's a perfect fit. So, so the one part of the conversation we had this morning earlier was talking about that back plate is seen as kind of like the next step. And it doesn't really have to be. I think it's kind of unfortunate that it, a lot of people look at the back like, oh, wow, what's that guy doing? You know, he's off in left field somewhere. Or it is the elitist thing or the, oh, they must be super advanced. Instead of people just coming into that, I think it would be awesome if starting out, people were able to experience that same sort of freedom. And the buoyancy is so much easier to manage. And I know there's all the, you know, debate of, well, on the surface, it pushes you forward. And, you know, you just, I think if you started with a backplate, it wouldn't be an issue at all. Just a little more lean back and... Yeah. Well, there was a day where everybody started out with backplate. Yeah. You know, back in the horse collar era. Mm -hmm. No, I did not start diving that era, but... <laughs> <laughs> and, and maybe that's part of, I dive that as well with the horse collars and with some of the older backpacks and the metal packs and everything and maybe that's why i love this so much awesome is i have that doing the vintage gear along right. with that but i think to experience buoyancy i don't know that you can experience that neutrality i was just hovering a couple inches off the bottom today just not moving and just true neutrally buoyant and you i don't know that you just turned out you know perfect and i don't know that you can do that in a standard jacket 
you know, just too much shifting and too much moving and, and placement. And so I think a lot of people get limited because we introduce with the jacket, you limit their, their ability to become a good diver or to experience right. what good diving is. So what, what are things that you guys are doing training-wise, uh, whether you're on your own or taking courses? By the way, all three of these guys are in my, my dive master course right now. So, but. <laughs> That's the number one thing. <laughs> yeah, def- definitely doing that. I'm, I'm all about uh, whenever I'm interested in something, I want to learn as much as possible and just cover as many areas as I can find about it. So I'm kind of an information hog and just want to get it all. Even if I have no intention of ever instructing, I'm still going to get that eventual course. Uh, same with when I did rescue, it was just to learn a, a, what what it is all about, what was what it entails, and uh, also since I'm diving with my children, uh, soon to be another one, I want to be as safe as possible and to know as much as possible when I take them underwater. And it's uh, I've already gone diving in Hawaii with my son, and it was just an amazing experience. Um, and looking forward to this next summer with both of them. It'll it'll be really good and. Since with the training, I feel comfortable watching over them, and I don't have to rely on someone else. Some dive master doing their thing, and you know, I can just be there. And well, it's been fun because you took a long hiatus from diving, then you came back into the rescue course. And you've actually grown quite a bit, and your skills—it's been fun watching your skills growing. You and I were. <laughs> Go ahead, Jason. You, you, you can spill the beans now. Yeah, I was going to say, dude, you have to forgive me, but when we were taking the rescue course, my first encounter with you, I was like, dude, this Ivan guy, he is a goofball. I don't even want to be in the water. Oh, I am a goofball, so <laughs> understandable. You're like one of my favorite people to die with. Is it because yeah. I'm throwing all my gear everywhere? <laughs> you, were just, you were just very erratic in the water, and it was it was like, wow, what's, what's up with this guy? But, I mean, like I said, since, since then, you, you've... I, you have really dialed it in, man. Pleasant people to dive with. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's a lot of fun seeing you out there, and then you've been able to make some good friendships, like with Ken. You and Ken are. Oh yeah, we yeah, he's awesome. I've, I've made a lot of friendships. This is a, a very good, solid group crew uh, family. You know, it's yeah. it's it's nice. Um, I think it's every uh, something that everyone kind of needs, enjoys, and wants, and um, yeah, it's it's a good time. But uh, there's so many good people I've met. Through diving, that is, it's, it's, uh, I could go through and talk about it for hours. But uh, mm-hmm. as far as you said about Ken, yeah, he's a really good guy, and we've uh, been able to take uh, quite a few uh, trips, and we have more trips planned. Um, and it's uh, really good to be able to travel and uh, travel to places where it's just specific diving and where we're uh, wanting to go. And um, like we're going to, Washington here in another week and a half and before I didn't have the opportunity I didn't have anyone that could just take time off like that and just go um, when, I, when I did take a long time off I took almost 20 years off diving after my brother was my dive buddy and decided he wasn't into it anymore after a, a scary experience for himself and uh, yeah so I stopped too and but uh, now I have someone else and I'm sure more people that, that are willing to travel that I can always find time to, to go more places and say you mentioned earlier at the pool that there's a difference. You kind of get to a point where there's people who take a trip, like they'll go to Hawaii, and they'll say, yeah, I think I'll do some diving while I'm there. I think for the four of us here and, and others that are not sitting here, the difference is I'm taking a diving trip. Mm-hmm. 
you know, we're going to Roatan, you know, and you, you know, you're specifically going to Mexico. You and Ken went to Mexico specifically for mm-hmm. diving. Or you go off the deep end and buy property in Belize because. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then there is that. There, there is that. But what, what are some advantages that you see as far as being a diver versus, you know, someone who is certified to dive? Or what are some differences that you see? Uh, the biggest thing for me is um, being a diver. I have all my own equipment and I take my equipment when I dive and I'm comfortable in my equipment and I just have a much better experience. Um, I have actually scrapped dives in Hawaii because I had a malfunction and refused to use rental equipment. I've never had good luck with rental equipment. You know, I would rather be, I would rather scrap a dive than be miserable underwater. Right. So that's, uh, I think, being a diver as opposed to a holiday dive person, a certified, you know, um, that's really the big advantage for me, I think. Yeah. I think it makes your diving experience much better if you're getting tuned up. You know, like right now, we've got some divers that are going to come in. We have some people who are certified to dive that are coming in. They only dive like once or twice a year, and so they're going to start getting more experience. I think. I think the more the more you stay in. I mean, you were a skydiver, and I think that you know. So, like the the more often. Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely, the more often you do it, the more proficient you'll be at any any sport. Um, yeah, and I, I think uh, definitely uh, going to the pools and doing work and. Um, traveling around specifically for diving it, it just makes everything ends up being more natural more comfortable um you burn through less air of course and uh not uh you, you're able to just enjoy the environment instead of worrying about these other variables that can happen yeah. you're just used to it do you think we've do you think the the culture around diving has made diving almost too easy and too accessible that it's i I think it's uh, for for kids jumping in. I think it's a little too accessible for because a lot of people they're taking their whole family out and they're just going to do a a trip in Hawaii and then they decide to dive and get certified out there and or just doing the uh, the intro to scuba diving and without getting into all the specifics and more of what can happen and I don't think everybody has a full understanding when they first jump into scuba, sure, there's things that can happen, just like anything. I mean, it's, it's not safe uh, and just just because it is, just like skydiving. It's, you always have this risk involved, with inherent risk with everything that you do. People and for, Yeah, people it, forget we're on life support gear. Yeah, and they just go in, and that's where problems happen. So when people just jump into it too fast, un, unexpectedly, like I said, they go for a trip, and they're like, oh, yeah, I think we'll dive and try it out. And that just leaves open a larger door for something to go awry. Right. Or they get a, a four-day open water certification and they think that they're a diver. Yeah. Um, I almost killed myself doing that very thing. Well, that's, and my, my brother had an incident. We, we got certified in Utah. And he that's why he doesn't dive because he rose to the top of Blue Lake very fast from the bottom. And, and that, was, that was it. But we just... We didn't practice some things that we didn't even think about. It was just something that wasn't in our heads throughout the uh, the uh, course experience. And um, in practical, uh, you know, like knowledge of it now, it's like, oh, it's no, no, no issue, no issue. It's just, <laughs> I mean, even for him, if I saw him doing the same thing, you know, I could correct it. Before, I was just holding on and trying to get rid of my air. <laughs> right. So trying to pull him down, but it didn't work. So, Jason, you've had kind of an interesting experience because when I met you, you're about ready to quit diving. 
and then we got you with some good coaching and yep and then now now i mean you've got really nice cameras you've got really nice dive gear you're diving the the, the side mounts you've gone off and done some courses so a lot has changed for you but i made the comment this morning you know you got kind of expensive taste a little bit a little bit yeah, yeah. People give Matt gear, and you're out there basically supporting the economy. <laughs> Actually, he's supporting me as well. <laughs> yeah, it's anything we're doing, we're overdoing, man. That's all been my philosophy. So, you know, and and what's that philosophy, though? Anything we're doing is is worth overdoing. Okay. Right. If you're going to get into it, do it for real. Don't don't half-ass it. Don't. He's, he's definitely not half-assing. He's doing it right. Again, if you want to go to Hawaii, I mean, since you're in, if you're going to be in Hawaii, and I guess I guess since the ocean's there, I'll dive. I mean, be that person. But if you want to be a diver, be a diver. Right. You know, we're looking at at his. Uh, what's the camera setup that you got? Paralens. Yeah, I'm looking at, at Paralens. He's talking about it, so I pull it up on Amazon. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's uh, that's that's not that's not your GoPro. It, it, you know, it does. it's a dive specific GoPro is all. Yeah, it is very, it is very, very nice setup. And but you made the comment, you know, if if you're gonna do it, you're gonna you're gonna spend the, the right money at the right place. And I think you know, doing training is the same thing. Investing in training mm-hmm. and investing in, in experiences. Matt just had an ice diving experience. He did something I'll never awesome. do, but great experience. Uh, we were talking about just different things that we're working on or doing or training. I think for me, I jump at whatever I can do that's a little bit out of my norm, a little bit out of that box. I mean, obviously staying within a safe range, but ice diving, you know, for the first time. And it was interesting and doing it. a great experience, had a great time, but I identified some things that, hey, I want to change this. I want to change this. I contributed to a change of going to a back plate with doing that, to shedding some gear, picking up some gear, and just, I think through just getting out and doing uh, that's a big factor of training is just doing so you can identify what what needs to change. And, you know, for example, in that, I, while we were doing the ice saving, I kept looking up at the ice and noticed start going up. And I was trying to figure out twice that from uh, fairly shallow, started going up to the top, dropped all my air, dropped everything out and kept going and um, nothing unsafe, but I was moving up when I didn't want to be moving up. I thought, I don't, I don't like this. Why is this? So today in the pool, I played around and say, what and why? And why, why is this this way? And found that I flip under my back and I tend to hold a little bit, little more air in my chest. And I could just lay on the bottom, replicate, move, roll, and replicate it. And thought, okay, this, I can see it. And just started swimming face up. So I started just watching on my on my watch and I was you know, wondering what, what that was about. Depth I am I doing? <laughs> I was just swimming around, I, controlling my depth up and down. Okay, I'm gonna go to nine feet. So I went to nine feet, and then I went down to the bottom and was cro- controlling my buoyancy upside down. Because yeah. I identified, wait, there's something different that I put myself in a position ice diving to where I went, hey, something was was a little off and a little different, and I didn't have this mastered the way I want to master everything. Right. So today we did upside down swimming <laughs> and so um, it was great to be able to say, okay, this is what's happening with my body. This is what's happening with my gear. When I'm in this situation again, I know what's happening. Right. I was working with Rick and his wife a little bit today, basically just on, on coaching fin kicks. And I think, you know, that's one of the things we've been very good about is providing that coaching environment. In fact, when I talked to her on a Friday night, I said, hey, get with me. I'm going to have Ivan in the water. I knew you were going to be there. I knew Jason was going to be there. Any of us, you know, can coach. And, that, and that's one of the things that we've really tried to push, especially the, the past couple of years, 
but really the you know the teaching method methodology is really about coaching and getting good feedback and maybe shooting some video and things like that um you know like and if somebody goes you know if you were to take a ski trip somewhere and you were a skier you a lot of people will take a lesson that first day just to get tuned up again and yet people don't do that with diving or that's maybe that's the only time they get back in the water whereas having this pool experience really makes you a better diver especially in the winter time i mean i think we've all seen our skills progress you know exponentially because of having those those uh pool you know those indoor we call them indoor diving not pool dives but indoor diving experiences um very quickly three three things and we'll, we'll wrap this up on on this uh on this note but three things that have helped you uh, progress as a diver learning how to breathe learning how to breathe breath control absolute holy grail of everything in diving for me okay yep anything else the other two Oh, that's, I thought that was all three things all at once, but okay, I'll come up with that. <laughs> <laughs> we, we can come back to you if you have to, if you have, if you have to process uh, that a little bit. So the pool, the pool time, actually having, having that time in the pool has been a huge thing. You can work out, like Matt said, you can work out all your issues in, you know, in, in confined water. Um, and then just, you just keep training. Like even if you're not, like I said, I'm trying to get into a little more technical stuff, but I'm, I'm going to go above and beyond in the training even if I don't utilize that training. Right. You so, did that with medical. Yeah. And you got your EMT, then you're doing some dive medic stuff and everything else. All right. Yeah. Even if I never use it, it's it just adds to so many other things in my life. So. Right. Three Number one, pool time. Absolutely pool time. Uh, and what comes with that? Because the pool, just it's that almost a neutral environment. I know you know, the bottom's 13 feet, and I know about where things are placed and the markers in there and I can focus on the diving. I can focus on the buoyancy. I can play with other things. I stripped everything down and went just to my pony for a while today and swam around with just the pony. And what does this feel like? And if I position it there, if I position it here and it provides an opportunity to just play with gear, to play with it and see how it behaves and how my body responds. Um, and when I'm out in the open water, one here visibility sucks pretty often and you don't really have that. You get distracted by other things or other people and you want to go faster or explore more where here it's just, Time set aside to play, and it's just a perfect experience. It's a classroom, really. That's the the pool is the classroom, and it's just been great. I know a lot of people diving. Oh, pool diving. You know, it's just that's stupid. You know, but it's it's been amazing. I love open water stuff, but the pool is a great place for that. Number two is the people that come with that. You know, I watching each other today, talking about things after today. Hey, I noticed this was happening with your gear. Hey, that was happening with your gear. Hey, if you move this with your gear. And just having other divers that are alongside to be able to watch, that care, that want to develop me, want to develop themselves, uh, that, that's just an invaluable thing. You know, others that have that dive lifestyle, that dive mentality, the safety mentality, um, that partnership that we have is just awesome. That's the number two. Number three, I think gear makes a huge difference in experiencing that. I think... Um, Factors into breathing, factors into buoyancy, factors into many other things. And so just um, figuring that out in different gear and things and just um, also takes away so many factors when you know your gear. Rebuilding the, the old vintage stuff and um, redoing things and tweaking things. I'm comfortable with my gear. I know what my gear is. If I have an issue, I can fix it. I, if, right. if something's wrong, I know how to make it right. Um, and I, I feel like I know myself inside and out, and I think that's a, a huge thing in, in the whole process. So not just owning gear, but understanding your gear and how it functions and how you use it. So I know I'm speaking of gear and vintage gear. I'm going to break out some of my vintage stuff, awesome. get it redone, 
and uh, I know Jason is kind of looking. Are you are you looking at doing? Yeah, you're looking at you doing vintage stuff. Yeah, yeah I've ruined it. <laughs> I can we get you? I, I like mess, I like messing around with everything. So if, it, if it's dive related, I'm all for it. That's yeah. that's that's where I stand. We so, got him to rebuild a con shelf, so hey, we're we're headed down. Yeah. Well, I've got I've got six more con shelves out there to be rebuilt. Well, I'm ordering other rigs just so I'm able to work on them myself. That's that's that is cool. Yeah, I. <laughs> I, 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 so Ivan, for you, three things. Uh, three things. Pretty much uh, what was just said. Uh, the time that you're able to spend, which you know, gives you more experience, and it, it also, when you're you know working on and understanding your gear with that time and experience under the water, it just uh, all eventually comes together, and it uh, gives comfort because you get more comfortable with everything, um, and then you can uh, you're at least my perception underwater just kind of widens out and I'm able to see more things and work out issues, especially uh, doing the, the pool time. There's always uh, things to play with um, and uh, change or uh, realize what, what I'm doing uh, to make myself more efficient. Uh, like the, the breathing, I've actually spent you know, 30 minutes, hour underwater, just paying attention to my breathing rate and actually watching it on my computer, seeing where I'm at and how to uh, control myself to get nice and mellow and then also speed it up to something crazy erratic <laughs> and just to see how long it takes me to come back down again. So I can kind of just test myself out as a potential future experience. If I ever get stressed, I'm, I'm like, okay, I can come back in and relax. But it's all about yeah, time, experience and uh, getting more comfortable and of course uh like matt just said uh, the the crew that's you're we're all involved with it's it's such an important aspect of well, the diving community it's you have people to talk to to that all have different points of view on things and you can come together on figure out what gear will work for each individual better and uh, we can just yeah bounce things and ideas off each other on uh setups and uh also, just the, the 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 pool of knowledge, like we were building, uh, rebuilding the regulators and stuff. I, it's something I've never thought about doing, and it's it, it is really, I believe, highly important to know your gear and be able to fix it, understand the inner workings of everything. It'll just make the my, myself a more confident diver, understanding all the the ins and outs of my equipment not just leaving it up to someone else and be like, oh, I, it breathed today. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it just, it, it makes my whole underwater experience more comfortable. Right. So knowing the ins and outs of it all. It's interesting because I've got, uh, you know, three of the most experienced divers, you know, probably, probably our top eight, ten divers with experience. And all three of you are talking about pool experience and, and that's a common denominator in all this. For me, the reason why I really have pushed the indoor diving opportunities when I first got certified and found that I love diving, I couldn't afford to go on dive trips. And so I used to volunteer, volunteer to quote unquote clean the pool at Fort Dix. And it was more time of just swimming around with just a back plate because at the time I couldn't afford a BCD. And so I had a back plate and a con shelf. In fact, I think you've rebuilt my con shelf from back then. Had an old con shelf and a, uh, I think I had the, at that time, U.S. divers made a, made a console, three gauges on it. You could flip it around, 
you know, and, and that was that was all my dive gear. And I got probably, before I ever went on another dive trip, I probably had over 100 hours of just, again, volunteering to clean the pool. And the experience that you learn in getting buoyancy down in three, five, seven feet of water. I mean, if you can nail your buoyancy in that shallow of water, man, when you go out and you're 60, 70 feet of water, and again, knowing your gear and everything like that. But I think, again, I think I would have to echo the, the pool diving. I think the only thing that, that, that really made things change for me was leading and guiding trips, which you guys are going to start doing here very, very soon. And just having that ability to look at other divers and then, and then coach them, and which you guys are doing now. You're coaching other divers. I think that, I think number two, that, that really changes your perspective when you're coaching other divers. And I'd have to echo the community that we have. And it's not a bunch of elitists. I mean, this thing is available to everybody who wants to be a part of it. And, uh, and you know, and not just be a taker of it, but, but giving back, which obviously all three of you guys are doing. As a matter of fact, here in a few minutes, Matt and I better back, back to work, <laughs> back to, work to, uh, to put in the pool that's going to be used for our breeze sessions. So, guys, thank you for taking the time out. I know I'm setting your your work schedule back by just a little bit, but it was good to sit down and just kind of talk about things. And I think we've, again, Jason and I were sitting in the Jeep this morning going, man, this would be a great podcast. And Matt slides in and we're talking about stuff. And But I like to have more of these, these conversations with you guys. Um, I think it's pretty informative. So... All right, back to work. Like I said, iron sharpens iron, and man, I I love diving with these guys. It is, it's a blast. I mean, they, they make things so fun, and I learn every time, and not just from them. I mean, we've got other divers that weren't, and you know we're not in this conversation that I learned so much from, and that's that's one of the things I love about this community. This community is accessible, and you don't have to just be local because we are starting to. I'm start. I'm starting to do uh, long distance coaching as well with uh, with a lot of things that we teach within Neptune, and. Anyway, just throwing that out there. There's more more to come on that. The, the ability to find good, solid dive partners, to find a solid community is invaluable. And if you are in the Boise area, I do I do want to I do want to encourage you to come on out for that. Hey, I do want to make a mention of somebody that was mentioned uh, or actually their actions were mentioned in the podcast, but we need to give credit. So Wade Finning is the one who saved Jason's dive career. We were out at Lucky Peak and I had been working with Jason. And sometimes you have to just realize that as an instructor, as a coach, you know, as either an instructor or as a coach, you may not have all the answers. And so what I did is I put, Jason up with Wade, who is a phenomenal, he's at, you know, he's, he's a phenomenal instructor. And within a, probably about 20 or 30 minutes, Wade had Jason's buoyancy all figured out. And man, then Jason was just off to the races after that. So it's, it's really good to pull in other, other coaching resources 
for that. Hey, don't forget, you can be part of the show, 208-450-5271. I know I keep plugging that, but it's because I really want to hear from you guys. I really want to hear what's on your mind. If you have questions about diving, about veterans, about uh, about some of the veteran programs that we run, such as we are a VA testing center. Yes, that's right. You can get your scuba certification and utilize your, your benefits. Uh, So any questions like that, or if you just want to make a comment on the show, highly, highly encourage that. All right. I'm going to be enjoying the beach in Roatan and some amazing diving in Roatan. And I'll be, I'll be back on the podcast after, after that. So may have one more show that was pre-recorded that we'll put on there. But for the most part, as you hear this, you just got to know, guys, I'm hanging out on the beach. I'm diving some great water. I'm hanging with some awesome friends. And remember, as long as you've got air, you're all right.